our Saturday nights have gotten crazy. So with five attractions, 90 minute show, we decided to raise the price by $20, which was quite a, an eye opener to a lot of people. However, we gave a $15 coupon on Sundays. So Sundays, believe it or not, became the second most popular night and started beating Fridays. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is the fourth part of our mini-series covering some of the haunt-friendly programming from this year's IAPA Expo in Orlando. As I mentioned in part three, hunters always seem to find each other at these things. Coming up, we'll hear how Reaper's Revenge used dynamic pricing and employee retention to increase profitability in a tapped-out market. Stay with us. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Netherworld to Dark Hour, Area 15, and even Hagrid's Motorbike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. Okay, back to the show. Scaling is tough. First, you must make the show consistent, which can be hard because of uneven demand and staffing. Reaper's Revenge has been working on that little challenge using dynamic pricing and staff incentives. And that allowed them to, well, you know, actually, we're getting ahead of the story. Here's Todd Fedition. Outside of Reaper's Revenge, Todd is also on the board of the Haunted Attraction Association. Hello, I'm Todd Fedition, one of the owners of Reaper's Revenge in Scranton, Pennsylvania. How was your season this year? It was great. We had a really nice year coming out of COVID. Weren't sure really what to expect. And this year we had five attractions open for the first time, our Haunted Hayride and four other attractions. We weren't really sure how that was going to work with a 90-minute show, but uh, it, it turned out great. Our revenue was nice. Everything worked. I think we did the right thing coming out of COVID. We had a little bit of an increase in revenue last year, but we didn't just get greedy with it, to be honest. I know some vendors were struggling and we turned around and we spent that money right away with the vendors that were having a hard time because our haunt is nothing one without our fabulous actors but without the vendors that make us look cool we got nothing so during covid we were like we're gonna spend that money and we're gonna try to get back and try to spend it in our community because i want to see those vendors at the trade show we, we've seen some haunts maybe saw 20 percent more than their 2019 numbers and some just kind of maxed out what were you percentage wise overall your attendance percentage wise this is a weird one so i'll tell you what we did our saturday nights have gotten crazy so with five attractions 90 minute show we decided to raise the price by 20 dollars which was quite a, an eye-opener to a lot of people. However, we gave a $15 coupon on Sundays. So Sundays, believe it or not, became the second most popular night and started beating Fridays. Friday and Sunday was within about 100 people every night, but Sunday beat it every weekend. So we evened out those two nights. We raised the money, we made a little more revenue, but we maintained our crowds. But we were able to split it out to the other nights so that our customers didn't have to wait as long on those really busy Saturdays. Did you use time ticketing? We did not use time ticketing. I'm I'm talking with everybody's telling me to go to time ticketing. I'm considering it. We're talking about it, but and I just don't know yet. I, I don't know. We we've been doing well and things are okay, but I, I think the the dynamic pricing thing is really got my eye. I really want that and maybe a hybrid of dynamic pricing and time ticketing might be where we go because I just want people to enjoy the show. I don't want a conga line. So you, you kind of pay a premium for those busy nights 
I just want everybody on every night of our performances to get the exact same show, no conga line. We have 185 actors out there. We're giving you 90 minutes of solid entertainment. We just want to be awesome. And I want my family there to feel like they're great, which they are. They're so amazing and I have an amazing lot family. So excited to work with all of them and they make uh, they make me so proud every time I see them out there doing what they do. Did you need to change your calendar at all? Like, did you open earlier, or did you add any add any ticket options? You already mentioned dynamic pricing, but did you open earlier or add ticket options? We did not open earlier at all. Actually, we did 18 nights this season. Next year, we're talking about doing 20 nights. We only lost one night due to rain. It kind of felt like maybe if I had one or two other nights just as a buffer in case of rain. I've been talking with uh, my fellow board members on Haunted Attraction Association. Uh, you know, different things we could do, almost like a backup plan, like a rain date, maybe like a Thursday night, because I don't do rain insurance just because it's tough to get paid on it, to be honest. And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I just have found that it doesn't work for us. Talk to me about staffing. How was your staffing this year? Well, I heard from all my other colleagues that they had a really tough time. And I am so proud to say, and my partner's probably going to kill me because he worked so hard to make sure this is never a problem, but it wasn't a problem at all. We have an amazing haunt family. We treat them like family. And we've learned so much over the years watching guys like John LaFlamboy at Zombie Army, what they do with their core group. We're giving awards out every night, obviously, keeping the morale going. We have our bonfire meetings but now I'm going to do a website where they can all chat together but they can also track what they're doing who's getting what it's not a competition as much as it's recognition for how awesome they are and following in the footsteps of other haunts that have done amazing things with their core actor group I'm trying to do the same thing with our crew and my partner Mike Hefner is also doing the same thing he makes sure that the facilities are great uh, hey, hey Mike how you doing <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, you had, had to get me in here, didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> Mike tries to avoid it when I'm doing interviews. He says, you just do it. So I grabbed him quick. See how you do that, people? Uh, that's how he does it. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> did you need to adjust compensation or adjust any incentives to keep the staff? No, we actually didn't. We do an actor incentive program where for every night of attendance without uh, missing a night, you get a bonus. Let's just say it's 10 bucks a night, right? Well, if you're there for all 18 nights, you're going to get a bonus of 180 bucks at the end of the season. That's what the actor incentive program is that particular year. It's a way that we can give back to our actors. That it gives them the incentive to make sure they're there. But more than that, it's the camaraderie, the family, and the, and the fact that they all feel like they're part of something bigger. Just like myself as an owner, I feel like I'm part of something way bigger than me. It doesn't matter that I'm one of the ones at the top. I Honestly, I wouldn't even be close to the top and I'd fall to the bottom if all of them weren't holding me up every day. So it doesn't matter where you are in our hierarchy. We all work together and we, we all grow together. And I, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of something so special. Are you worried all about inflation? Nah, I mean... I think that we're all, we all have to find our way to kind of work with what's happening in the world and the economy right now. Yeah, I'm not thrilled by it by any means, but I think if anything, it teaches people to cut the waste. Let's trim back. Everybody dealt with a lot during COVID, and if anything, it taught our haunt how to maybe maximize our use of certain things. Our efficiency got so much better, and we just... We just looked at things a little different out of necessity so we would survive. 
I think with inflation, you got to do the same thing. You've got to find a way that you're going to survive unfortunate circumstances that we're in. And let's all be smart about it. Let's take care of the people that we've done business with so that we all grow, we survive together, and we come out the other side strong. Talk to me about what has been your most surprising takeaway from this season. The fact that we got through increasing our show to 90 minutes, just the first year with doing 90 minutes and the logistics, everything just got big. And it was like, wow, okay, first year with five attractions. And sometimes people say, oh, I got 10 attractions and you walk through one room and then you walk to the next room, it's another attraction. And nothing against marketing like that, cool, good for you. But when we say five attractions, they're legit big, all established things. So 90 minutes of entertainment, and I'm just like, wow, we're sending them from here to there. Get on the wagon, get out the wagon, go through the carnival, get back on the wagon. Oh my God, you're all over the place. And like I just said with my partner that walked by, Mike, infrastructure, amazing how they just were able to handle it. And it's like a little city out there in the woods, and we're all moving around, and there's all these back roads and places we're going, but it ran flawlessly. And for us to have no issues, I guess it's a testament to being 14 years old. I'm excited to see what we're gonna do for year 15. I mean, obviously we're here at IAPA planning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about those plans, that's a perfect segue. All right, well, we just put a 3D attraction in during COVID, actually. In IAPA 2019, we purchased a 3D attraction here at IAPA. And uh, so we put that in during COVID, like COVID hit in February. We're like, oh my God, can we open? Plus we got a new attraction. Great. And we opened three attractions that year. We had two of them closed down. You know, in 2021, we got all five open back up. Now that we're stable and we're looking forward to the future, all our plans are on our final scene which is uh, where you meet the Reaper in the Hayride. We're rebuilding the building. We're looking at a panoramic 3D mapping, full sound stage. I mean, Reapers is known for amazing audio because we hire uh, Rock Street Audio from Scranton, Pennsylvania. They do all the big shows. The company makes us sound great every year. Like you go to each scene, it's like a little small rock concert with the uh, power amps and subwoofers and everything. So we're looking at our final scene, like one, how we can put you in there at full immersion and the Reaper coming at you, but with some uh, projection mapping where if I want to make changes, I can can change it. I'm also looking at some vertical things where it's going to come not from the sides of the wagons as much anymore. We're looking at a trussing system where things can come down and grab at you from above. You know, just making it a really epic ending to um, a pretty decent hayride. I say pretty decent. A lot of people uh, love our hayride. I'm just trying to be humble. Uh, and I was the original owner of it, so I can say it's an awesome hayride. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. I recorded this episode in November 2021 at the IAPA Expo in Orlando. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Luis Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Haunt Topic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.